0: are you doing tonight? Okay, I'm going to give you my testimony. My name is Tom Rodriguez. I'm 57 years old. I'm the second of five children born to Tom, uh, John and Tina Rodriguez. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. I lived there for five years. My parents wanted to move to the mainland to give their kids a better education. My parents were Catholic. Um. Uh, They sent me to Catholic Church. I went to catechism because they told me to. I made my first Holy Communion. I went and got confirmed. I'm not still sure what that means. And I did everything that they asked me to do um, because they asked me to do it. My mom and dad didn't go to church. I couldn't quite figure that out. They wanted us to go, but they didn't go. and so in, in the Catholic Church, they talk about God, you know. And, and I always believed there was a God, but that's all I knew. And there's no personal application. So, you know, as time went on, I'd go to church and I'd sit there and in one ear, out the other. And then it got really boring. I got tired of going. And, I, you know, as a kid, I did all those crazy things that kids do, you know. I took things that didn't belong to me. I told lies to my folks. I did things that I shouldn't have done. And I was remorseful. And I used to go to confession. But I never told a priest all my sins. That wouldn't be right, right? Just tell him a couple of them and get through. Goodbye. So, just do what you got to do. You know, just do what you got to do. As time went on, I uh, went to church less because it wasn't important to me. I uh, went to high school, met my sweetheart, my, my wife. In my uh, junior year of high school. My high school sweetheart. Uh, and she became very important to me. I always wanted to be a policeman. I was five years old. I wanted to be a motor cop. I wanted to ride a motorcycle and be a cop. When I was 21 years old, that was my job. I've been a policeman for 35 years. I'm on my 36th year. I still ride a motorcycle. I've got a 2010 Harley parked in my garage right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love being a cop. I love riding a motorcycle. And i got the bo- best of both worlds. Well... We got married when we were 21 years old in a Catholic church. Yeah. And I'll never forget. The only thing about that, that, about being married in the church that day was the priest made fun of me. And I didn't dig it. Because I was looking at him while he was telling me to talk to her. And then in the middle of everybody, he said, I'm not marrying you. You're marrying, you're marrying her. Look at her. So, you know, everybody laughed. And, okay, whatever. So um, we, we, we kind of went to church, you know, kind of went to church because my wife. My wife went to Catholic school all her life. Everybody in her family are Catholics. Um, But I I didn't want to go to church. I didn't dig it. So for a while there, you know, we just quit going. I had a good job. We bought a house after we married for 18 months. We lived in it. We bought another house. Uh, She's got a job. I got a job. The natural progression of things is what? Married. Work, kids, family, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, that didn't happen for Mary and I. We couldn't have babies. Okay, whoa, what's that mean? What happens now? Do we, are we just married and we just stay married and, and, and we don't have any children? We wanted children. She wanted children. I wanted children. So she came up with a bright idea, let's adopt. Ooh, okay, what's that all about? I don't know what that's all about. So uh, we decided to go through that route. So I'm going to paraphrase here because it's going to take a while, but I need to chop this short. Um, We, uh, oh, I want to go back. I had a boat. I had a motorhome. I had 11 motorcycles in my garage. Whatever Tom Rodriguez wanted, Tom Rodriguez got. Because I'm working full time. I got a job. I'm working. And if I want it, I'm going to buy it. We had everything going for us. Everything. I had a dirt bike, a sand bike, a street bike, you name it. She had bikes. So um we had, we, we put him to adopt, and the people told us, okay, you know, it's going to take a while, you know. It takes a while, three to five years, roughly, f- f- for a baby. Well, okay, so that was in our brain. Three to five years, we'll wait. Nine months later, the phone rings when I'm loading all my sandrails up, because we're going to Pismo Beach to ride on the beach, and it's our caseworker saying... Um, your daughter's here. You had to pick her up on Tuesday. This is Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. What? We're totally unprepared. We have no, we have no nursery. We have no baby clothes. We have nothing. So she says, "Look, why don't you just go on your weekend? Because it's the last one you're going to have is a, as a two of you." It was true. So. She said she has a couple of pictures. We, were, we lived in San Lorenzo at the time. I got on my motorcycle, drove all the way to Oakland, picked these, tickets, these pictures up, came back home so my, mom, my wife could look at her new baby, you know, for the whole weekend. So the weekend was cut short because she wanted to come home. We had a nursery to put together. You understand that. All right, so so um, I'm just making this really quick because we, we come home. Uh, we, go get the, we go get Sarah, my, my uh, oldest daughter. She's 30 years old today. Well, she's 30 years old. Um. And we bring her we, we go to my mother's house with the baby, my mom's, and my sister Charlene is there. Charlene is uh, I told you there were five kids. I'm number two, she's number three, the, uh, two boys in the front, two boys in the back. she's the rose amongst the thorns. Okay, so okay, so she says this, uh, my sister was a Christian, or is a Christian. the first one in our home she didn't go to Catholic Church, she was going to Fairhaven Bible Chapel at the time. We bring the baby over to the house, because, you know, we're proud parents, you know, of one hour. <laughs> and we bring the baby over, and my mom sees a baby, and they fall in love with Sarah, and, and my sister loves Sarah, you know, and, and, and this is what my sister says to me. She, she says, it's in Luke 12:48. You know, Tom, uh, God's been really good to you you got a good job, you have a nice wife, you have a beautiful home, you got all those toys. Now look what he's giving you. He's giving you this beautiful baby girl. What have you done for him? Ow. Ow. And she says in Luke 12, 48, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. I get a little bit emotional. And I thought, golly, what does that mean? To whom much is given, much is required. She kind of puts a guilt trip on me. She tells me about, you know, you should go to church. I don't know why you don't go to church, blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen with your daughter? Are you going to raise her in church? How are you going to raise her? I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. It's only been an hour. (laughs) So I make the command decision in my house, and we're going to go to church. And she says, well, go to Fairhaven Bible Chapel with us. Okay. So that next weekend, and she says, don't worry about the baby. We've got a nursery there, blah, blah, blah. Everything's cool. So we go to the nursery, drop her off. I don't know if Mary went. She might not have gone. I go to a class. Uh, anybody heard of those SBC, BCT, blah, you know, those alphabet soup classes? Well, I'm in one of those. Now, i got to remember, stay with me now, because catholic background i believe that there was a god and in the catholic church they preached three things if you went if you died you would go one to heaven two to purgatory and three to hell okay but let's face it i'm a policeman i'm a defender of the faith i take care of people when you're in trouble call me up i'll be there i'm the good guy i wear the white hat i don't wear the black hat and there are a lot of people who are worse off than me they're bad people that's how i think in life right? And you wouldn't call me a sinner. There's no way. I am a good guy. So I go to this class, and this guy named Howard Ormsby is teaching it with a guy named Scott Clark. And I'm there listening to these guys, and they're talking about the rich man and Lazarus, how the rich man went to hell, and he wanted to come back and tell his family But there was this fixed chasm. It's not going to happen. You're not going to come back. You have the Word of God. If you want to know what's happening, God tells us in His Word. But this guy doesn't mention, Howard, doesn't mention purgatory. So I'm thinking, man, this guy's messed up a little bit here. He's missed something. There's a heaven and there's a hell but what about this purgatory place? Because, you know, if I'm not that bad, I've got this landing zone, I can get out of it. Well, th- they share with me from the Word of God through this class that there are only two places. There's heaven and hell. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, well, then hell is where you're going. That's a place reserved for you. But wait a minute, wait wait, wait, wait a minute. The Lord Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? I don't know him. I only know about God. Catholic background, that's all I knew. I, I want you to know we didn't have a Bible in our home, and I never owned a Bible. And I think I'm 28 years old right now. She was born in 81. Yeah, 20, yeah, about, I'm 28 years old. So, okay, long story short, at Fairhaven Bible Chapel, they did something called, um, Monday night visitations, yeah, woo. so when I, I, you know, dumb Tom, I fill out this card that I'm a visitor, not thinking that they're going to follow through, so it was like the next week, I'm at home doing the dishes, my sister is at the house seeing the baby with my wife, and, and the front door was open, and the screen door was closed, and, and I some guy knocks at the door, you know, and I'm helping my wife do the dishes, because I'm that kind of guy, and, and the, somebody knocks at the door, and I said, uh, friend or foe, you know, something stupid like that. So the guy says, hi, uh, my name's Howard Ornsby from Fairhaven Bible Chapel. And my wife says, my, 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 wife, my sister says, oh, they're from my church, Tom, they're from my church. Be nice to them. <laughs> I go to the door, come on in, come on in, come on. So they come in, there's three guys, there's two guys and a gal, and, and, and Mary's with a baby, and my sister splits. That wasn't cool. What's going on, you guys? Well, we'd like to talk to you, you know, blah. you came out to Fairhaven. Yeah, it was nice. Had a good time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll be there next week. I had, I had, it was fun. Hey, have you ever heard the gospel before? Nope. What's that? What do you buy that? Well, I don't know. Where do you get that? Well, we'd like to share the gospel with you. Okay, I, I, I want to interject this. What time is it? We have Okay. Um, I was working 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Six o'clock in the morning. I got up at 5.17. I'm kind of one of those weird guys. I live by the clock. Get up at 5.17, be in line up at 6. So um, he starts talking, and he, and he starts talking about sin. And he talks about, he's asking me questions about sin, and, and did I think I was a sinner? Ooh, I never thought about that before. Well, okay. Where does it say that in the Bible? So he shows me in a couple places that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. Ooh. Me or all the guys at San Quentin? I'm to ask him. You know, I, I don't know. And he says, Well, Tom, have you ever sinned before? Well, yeah, I guess so. But not as bad as other people. Pelican Bay is full of bad people. Soledad's got some bad people in it, but Tom Rodriguez, you know, I remember the white hat, the badge, gun, you know, I'm the policeman. So he starts talking. He to stays too long, and I have to cut him off and said, Howard, listen, bro, i got to go to work in the morning. So can we talk about this later? Yes. Okay, he splits. We shake hands. I'm thinking about that. Sinner. Am I really a sinner? Eh, I'll have to think about that. Uh, long story short, they are doing a hive-off. Some people are leaving Fairhaven and they're going to start a church, a house church work down the street from my house in San Lorenzo. Church in a house? Are you kidding me? What is that? What kind of cult is this? So I'm listening. Okay, he comes over. He wants to be my friend. He comes over a lot. And he keeps inviting me to his house. And a house... And my wife is like, whoa, what is this? Do they want our money? What do they want? Why are they being so nice to us? So, I don't know. The Holy Spirit convicted me, and I went over there. I went over. Rode my motorcycle over there on Sunday morning. Oh, my sister gave me a Bible. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know. Genesis, where's that? Revelation, where's that? I don't know nothing about this Bible. Help me find it, you know. Help me find the pages. So I go. I have a good time. All the people are really nice. They're really nice. One of the things I, I remembered came out of Mark eight, thirty six and thirty seven. One of the guys was preaching. I think his name was Rick Bellis. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will it what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Man, what is that that's heavy stuff. Profit a man if he loses i got all this stuff in my garage. I kind of like all those things. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So, we go a couple times. To- oh, I convinced my wife to go because everybody was nice and they didn't do anything bad to us. And they didn't ask for money or nothing. So she went with the baby. We have a good time. They're nice people. And then he starts talking to me. And I'm learning some things about the Bible. I, must- I go there about maybe eight months, you know. And I'm learning something as, as time goes on. And um, one of the things I learned was this. I'm going to read it to you. It's coming out of Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1:16 1, and 17, I'll read, "Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. The evils of your doing. What's he talking? I go to work every day. I'm a policeman. People need help. I help them. Bad people go to jail. I put handcuffs on them. Put the evil. I'm not evil. I'm a good guy. Learn to do good. What do you mean learn to do good? I am good. Seek justice. There you go. You better believe it. I'll testify in the court of law any day. I'll be testifying next week, three, three separate days, three different trials. I know what that's all about. I know what the justice system's all about. Rebuke the oppressor. You better believe it. I do that. Defend the fatherless. Hey, I'm here for you. You need me, I'm here for you. Plead for the widow. You better believe it. I'll take care of you. You need something, get a hold of Tom Rodriguez. He's going to make it happen. Okay, so, I'm learning some things, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned with uh, this good thing. Because I think I'm good. Okay? I think I'm good. But all the things I'm hearing, I'm not that good. And God doesn't see me as good. He sees me as a sinner. And I'm reserved. I have a place for me. It's called hell. And I don't really want to go there. I can think of a couple other places I'd rather go. So then, uh, as time goes on, I get invited to a breaking of bread meeting. What is that? And where is that at? Oh, it's across the street from Howard's house at another house at Scott uh, Scott Clark's house. What? Okay. Okay, and they were asking me, would you like to come out? I'll think about it. Would you like to come out? I'll think about it. You know, give them a hundred excuses. Anyway. The Holy Spirit must have convicted me that day because it was about five minutes to six. And I said to Mary, I'm going to go over there. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to go check it out. So, get on my motorcycle. I ride over there. I park in front of the house. I go to the door. I knock. A guy opens the door and I walk in and, whoa! All these people are sitting down in kind of a circle. There's a table there. And on the table is a a goblet of wine, grape juice or wine, and there's this loaf of bread. Okay, I left my gun at home, you know. Well. Okay, and the only seat is right up front. And Howard, and, hey, take that seat there. No, I'll just stand right here. No, no, sit right here. Okay, I, I I know these people already. I've come to know them. They're all really nice, so I go and I sit up front. I go and sit up front, and um, a guy got up and gave a devotion, and his devotion came out of Isaiah fifty three. And I'm listening because I had to find it because I didn't know my Bible at all, so I had to find you know where is that Isaiah? You know, look around. Okay, so I found it, and remember I had i heard the gospel already, and I had, I had um, though I, had, I I was being convicted. Maybe I'm not that good a guy. Maybe maybe I am a sinner. Maybe I'm deserving of hell. Yeah, I go to work, but you know what? Maybe I don't treat people with... Uh, I'll had a. I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll be very transparent. People felt that I was really aggressive and I had a lot of citizen complaints. A lot of them. Oh, yeah. And I would talk to some of my counterparts who didn't have complaints. And I even got a tape recorder and put it on. And every car stop I made, I put on my tape recorder. What am I doing? What am I saying? Because a lot of people said Tom Rodriguez is rude and aggressive in his demeanor. And police departments don't like that. So there's some things about me that citizens aren't digging. But there's some things about me that I'm not digging. Okay? Um, so the meeting goes all the way across. Guys gave up. We sang some hymns. Some uh, scripture was read, and then it started getting very personal for me because the bread that represented Christ dying for me was broken. I had to think about that for a minute. Then the the, the cup that was passed was His blood that was shed for me. And I want you all to know that that day when the meeting was over, I walked over to Howard Ormsby and said, I figured it out. I've figured out that I'm a sinner saved by grace. I've figured out that, and I, I want to read it, this is how I want to read it to you. In Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely He has borne my griefs, and He carried my sorrows. Yet I esteemed Him stricken, smitten my God, and afflicted. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement for my peace was upon Him, and by His stripes I am healed. All, I am a sheep that went astray. I turned myself to my own way. But the Lord laid on Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, my iniquity. And it was that day that I told Howard, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for Tom Rodriguez. Tom Rodriguez deserved to go to hell. I deserve to go to hell. And it was only because he went to the cross. And I believe that from the bottom of my heart. Jesus Christ died for me. I can be saved. Shortly thereafter, I was baptized. My wife thought I was... The day I got home, I want you all to know we got in kind of a fight. Because she thought I was weird something's wrong with you, mister. And she said, do you think I'm going to hell? Because, you know, my, if he is my wife, she's cool. Are, are you telling me that I'm going to hell? Well, that's what the Bible says, and that's what I've been learning. So she, didn't, she, she wasn't happy with that. But she went to church with me anyway, and uh, I ended up getting baptized. A number of things have transpired in my life since then. I'm very aware of sin. I'm very aware that sometimes I'm not the coolest guy to be around. My dear friend Teresa Rogers over there, I love her dearly. I can talk to her and she can rebuke me. I appreciate that, Teresa. You you keep rebuking me. Because there are times I mess up, people. But I know that the Lord Jesus Christ died for me. And when I sin... It's His blood that was shed. Uh, I've introduced the Lord Jesus Christ to a number of people. And a number of them are saved today. Uh, my life is different in a number of ways. God was faithful to Mary and I. And he, and, and, and we adopted three girls. Not just one. Allison is 28 years old over there. And, and uh, my baby Hannah's is 19 right there. God has been good to us. To whom much is given, much is required. And I believe that. So I'm going to do what I need to do for the sake of the gospel. I'm going to do what I need to do for the sake of Jesus Christ. One of my struggles is the guys at work, you know. Some of them think like me, others don't. We're good guys. Tom, don't tell me I'm a crook when we just chased a a burglar down, stuck a gun in his ear, hit him with a taser. That guy's bad. We're not bad. Well, yeah, we are. See, because in God's sight... And those of you who don't know the savior today, do not judge yourself like other don't judge yourself like people who you think are worse than you. Because God's uh definition of sin, we're all sinners. Every one of us. I don't care if you, I don't care who you are. You, you don't have to murder somebody, right? You don't have to uh rape a woman, you can just look at her. God's definitions are different. So if you think you're, the, there are people in, in, in jail that are worse off than you, you're wrong. We should all be there. Judgment Day is coming. And, if and the Bible says, if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you'll be cast in a lake of fire for all eternity. That scares me. That scares me for a lot of people that I work with. Because they're nice people. But I, I thought I was a nice guy. But in God's... Uh, God's view of things I'm not a nice guy, until I came to him. So um, I would just tell some of you uh, those of you today who don't know the Savior, I have no problem sharing with you the gospel presentation. You can be condemned, and by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can have a place in heaven. A uh, real quick story. I came off, a, uh, I was, uh, after I got promoted, I went to uh, our county jail, a max jail in Oakland, and uh, one of the deputies needed to move a, uh, uh, an inmate. He just got sentenced to life in prison. He was 19 years old without the possibility of parole. And I got on the elevator with him, and he was uh, 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 leg shackled, and he was waist chained, waist chained and, and shackled. He, he could move like this. That's all he could do. We got on the elevator, and the deputy was standing there with him, and I hit the button for him, us to go up to the max floor. And uh, I said, so what happened today? And nonchalantly, he said, they're sending me to prison for life. They're sending me to prison for life. I said, how old are you, dude? He says, 19. I thought, oh, my goodness, 19. I said, you know, there's a worse place in prison. It's a worse place in prison. Where's that? He even, you know, Where's that? And I said, uh... Hell is what the Bible tells me. There's a worse place in prison. You can go to hell. I don't care. All my friends will be there. He said that nonchalantly. I don't care. All my friends will be there. I said, okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you. But we were on the elevator, and by the time we got up to the top, I said, hey, you know, the bottom line here is it's pretty simple. Think about what the Bible says. Think about what the Bible says. I don't know what he's going to do about that, but I'm going to tell all of you here, There's a worse place than you can possibly be. Worst place. And that's hell for all eternity. Somebody here who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, make a decision and make it today. Okay, thank you.